0: You're listening to American Girl Women with Laura Tretter and Lindsay Adams Franca. This is a podcast where two millennial gals gather around the microphone and reminisce on the cultural phenomenon that took our childhood by storm, American Girl dolls. Contrary to what you might think, we aren't just talking about dolls here. We're diving into the high highs and the low lows of getting hooked on American Girl and all the childhood memories that come flooding back. So, join us and a few special guests each week as we become American Girl Women.
1: On today's episode of American Girl Women, we are joined by Billy Woodard. Based in Port St. Lucie, Florida, Billy works in the marketing department for a risk strategies company. Billy grew up in Fort Lauderdale, where she had a strong love for books from the start, reading everything from Madeline to Matilda, Anne of Green Gables, and of course, American Girl. She even aspired to be a librarian. Today, Billy loves to travel, needlepoint, and have adventures with her daughter Beatrix, who she is most definitely sharing the world of American Girl with. Billy's AG background includes it all, from having Samantha and her bed, a girl of today, owning the historic girl-sized clothing, reading the magazine, and even attending AGT parties. We cannot wait to hear all the details. Billy, welcome to AGW. Thanks, Lindsay. So excited to be here and geek out with you guys about American Girl today.
0: (laughs) We're so excited to have you on the podcast. I think it's definitely worth noting that this is like an extra special episode because American Girl basically brought us three strangers together to, you know, reminisce and talk. So this is our first ever listener-based interview episode, and we're so excited about it.
2: Yeah, I was so excited to find your podcast. I had COVID like a month ago, and you know, I was like laying around, and I just went on Spotify, and I was like, I've listened to the American Girls podcast before, and I was like, I wonder if there's another podcast out here that talks more about the dolls themselves and not the book. So I was really, really excited to find you guys.
1: Oh and my I gosh! Binged, so much. I binged
2: for days. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So fun hearing everybody's memories I feel like so many like memories of my own are unlocked through others and just hearing how everyone experienced childhood through American Girl is so interesting
0: yeah absolutely and I think also to your point Billy like about the American Girls podcast because Lindsay and I are also big fans of that one as well is like we love it we, we love like hearing them do like deep dives into the books and they're so funny. Um, so that like really scratches one itch. But Lindsay and I were also like, you know, looking to like just honestly gossip with other people who had had like <laughs> similar experiences to us that maybe didn't revolve around the books. And I think if there's one good thing that COVID could have brought to all of us, it was the time to potentially do a deeper dive into our American Girl pass. <laughs>
1: Right. And I feel like I have talked about this recently. Um, like, especially now, like through COVID I find myself and I think it's kind of across the board, people are looking for that nostalgia moment and maybe it's a comfort thing, you know, thinking back to simpler times or, you know, when life was easy, pre COVID pre, uh, oh God, goodness! The past, you know, three years has been really difficult for us all. And thinking back to um, American Girl, when things were, you know, a little bit more bright and sunny, really just hits a couple points there. You know, feeling less good complicated, and less complicated, mm-hmm. exactly. And it's great to connect with others about it as well.
2: Yeah, and I feel like it's probably been on people's minds more because you know, if you went home while you were in quarantine and you were digging through your old collections, like I feel like I'm starting to see more people rediscover it who are in our age group.
1: Yes, definitely. Definitely. And there have been like so many um cultural moments that have bubbled ag to the surface, like the collab with Stony Clover and Love Shack, like AG is so relevant today. Like it's really incredible to see the brand just continue to thrive in new ways.
0: Yeah. It's having a resurgence for sure. And I couldn't be more happy about it personally.
1: (laughs) 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 Truly. All right. Well, before we talk all things, American girl, Billy, would you please share with us what you were like when you were growing up? Sure. So I was, um, like you were saying, I was a big
2: reader. I was a little bit of a super nerd. Um, I've loved reading since I was four. Um, I wanted to be a librarian when I was growing up. I still very clearly remember the day I got my library card for the first time. Oh. Um, so books definitely opened a lot of worlds for me. And I think that was such a huge draw um, when it comes to American Girl. Um, I was also very girly as a little girl. I. and I still am. I loved pink bows, um, dresses. I love to play dress up and try on my grandmother's jewelry. So, um, I was definitely a Samantha from the start, (laughs) (laughs) a
1: self-identifying Samantha. We love it.
0: (laughs) Honestly, I think it's like something that we've heard from a lot of people we've interviewed. Um, You know, not everybody has the same childhood personality or experience, of course, but like, just hearing you describe yourself as a kid, I'm like, oh, we definitely would have been friends. And I know that Lindsay also would have been friends with you too, because (laughs) it's just like a very specific, I think, type of, um, childhood that you have that like really connects you to American girl. Like if you love reading and you love history, um, but you also like, you know, love that dress up aspect of it, then like American girl had pretty much everything you could ever
1: hope for. Right. It checks (laughs) so many boxes so good <laughs> <laughs> uh, um okay
0: well then i guess we have already kind of hinted at this that you're a self-identified samantha but tell us a little bit about how you got your first american girl dolls what were the circumstances that american girl entered your
2: life so it's kind of weird because the catalog just like started showing up at my house one day <laughs> Sure. (laughs) My parents were on some targeted marketing list because they knew they had an eight-year-old girl. Um, (laughs) So I of course found the catalog and obsessed over it. And, you know, I was doing the circling and showing it to my parents and talking about it all the time. Um, And it's kind of actually funny because my husband and I bought our house like six years ago. And like the same thing happened even before we had a child, just like the catalog starts showing up at our house. So I don't know. They've got, they've got a really like strong marketing department. Um, But yeah, so I obsessed about it for a couple of months. And then on my eighth birthday, course there was the long box um you know all wrapped yes. up for me uh my mom ran a restaurant m- pretty much my entire life so I remember specifically like we were having dinner at her restaurant and that's where I opened the box and I you know from that point forward I was obsessed
1: probably wow. and I, so that was
2: my eighth birthday I probably like played with my American girls solidly until I was like twelve.
1: Amazing. Do you remember what drew you to Samantha first?
2: I think definitely the clothes. I feel like her outfits were just even back then. I thought they were so iconic and especially I grew up in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. So that, you know, that's about 30, 40 minutes North of Miami. Mm -hmm. Um, so I was really attracted to like the, you know, the little muff and the hat and all of the winter clothes and things (laughs) that I would like, never, ever get to wear. I just thought it was so cool. Yeah. Uh, There's
0: something really captivating, I think, about Samantha's time period like I mean even though like her life hasn't been like all fun and games like it's it's nice to have like that little bit of like wealth to aspire Mm -hmm. to when playing with her and it's (laughs) like yeah does she have parents no but she does have some really great clothes and a really nice bed so (laughs) I feel like that's kind of what drew me to her too is like she just seemed like really chic and like Obviously, like, I wasn't going to be, like, wearing a muff out in public, like, as a child growing up in the 90s. But, like, I loved being able to, like, put that on Samantha and sort of, like, live out
2: that fantasy with her. Totally. I would still wear that wool cape today, too. I'm, like, if that came in my size. But you guys are going to laugh at this. But the thing I was, like, most obsessed with was her locket. Um, yeah, The little brooch. So like, I looked for years and years and years because I wanted a necklace with like a similar locket. I finally found one. I'm wearing it it every day. Iconic. Uh, Yeah. So I, um, so if anybody out there is looking for one, I got it from Catbird. Brooklyn uh, we love um, cat very very Bird. familiar with cat yes. <laughs> we're big fans Truly, <laughs> really. got my wedding rings from there also but they're my favorite but I saw it I was like oh my god this is the locket I've been searching for so yes. that was like a piece that like I don't know was always in the back of my head but you yeah. know you, yeah. I couldn't find something exactly like that with that heart right
1: do you remember if the locket open to anything? Like were you able to put something inside it yourself? It does. So it it did
2: open and I believe the I actually have it. Let me grab it. Ooh. Amazing. Oh my God.
1: I'm so excited.
0: <laughs> my grandparents, when they got me Samantha, didn't spring for the accessories. So I didn't have
2: <laughs> the locket. <laughs> so I went through all my stuff this weekend and I couldn't find it. Um, And I was like, oh my God, how could I have lost this? But it was in my jewelry box, luckily.
0: Oh my God. I was in a place of pride already. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so I I'm pretty sure this is her parents because oh it my came God. with like yes. two little
0: pictures that you could put in there. Oh, that's really wow. cute. And also yeah. it's cute and creepy. I know. <laughs>
2: oh my I'm, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Cause I think it came with that and you had to like cut them out and paste them in here. So, um, wow. but yeah, but my locket has a picture of my daughter in it. So it's a little less creepy.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to like figure out like I wonder how they positioned that at the time like when you get Samantha and they give you the locket and the pictures to cut out or are they like and cut out two pictures of Samantha's
2: late parents to paste right there, the right, there hadn't been instructions for this or something oh, I God. specifically remember they the pictures did not come inside of it I had to physically put them in there
1: Oh my God. They <laughs> so they really <laughs> wanted, they
2: really
0: wanted young girls to go through the motions of, of putting these pictures of her
2: parents. Yeah. In the we're, right. We're f- yeah. We were feeling the grief, I guess, along with Samantha. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> A little
1: Victorian era ghosty creepiness. We love it's, it. That's yeah. so funny. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm so,
0: I'm so glad that you had that to show because I, you know, I was saying to Lindsay that like I had Samantha, but you know how you could like, you had to pay like 50 Dollars extra to get like the real accessories. Yep. And when my grandparents got me Samantha, they did not spring for like the little velvet hat and the locket Mm -hmm. and like I'm guessing like a like handkerchief and like a coin or something was probably part of it. It
2: has, yeah, it came with a little velvet purse with like a chain on it too which sadly mine is broken um but hopefully I can get that fixed (laughs) yeah oh my
0: god yeah I was really longing for those accessories and I think that like there's something about like that locket just looks like so luxe too like as a kid looking at the catalog I kind of remember being mildly disappointed when I was like oh so like That didn't
2: come with my doll. (laughs) (laughs) I have to say, though, it's like weirdly good quality. It's not tarnished at all. Like, yeah, it it looks
0: very vibrant still. I wonder if they like I wonder if it says in the magazine, it's like her and her locket is 14 karat gold
2: or something. (laughs) I'm trying to see if it says like gold. It's probably just plated. But yeah, really. Yeah, it, it held up well.
1: That's really impressive. I have some jewelry that I had from, um, childhood that came with, um, either dolls or even I had this book growing up called the magic slippers. If anyone is familiar that came with a little ballet slipper on a chain and it was so cute. And I actually still have it, but the slipper is so tarnished, like not not great quality, but I'm very surprised and honestly not too shocked that Samantha's Locket has held up over these years. Leave it to Pleasant Company. I know. The OG's. <laughs> yeah, the
0: the attention to detail is always there. No matter what, what we can say about them, they were not skimping on quality for sure. Right?
1: Honestly, like <laughs> I, I can't imagine any other like item in the catalog, at least from our era, like Laura and I went to, uh, the American girl store, um, a couple months ago. And I don't know, Laura, would, would you say it's the same high quality that it was in the past? Um, I think it's, Some it's things. hard, to,
0: it's hard to say, because I think also like they've pivoted to such different time period focuses, yeah, like the seventies and mm-hmm. the eighties. And like, those eras just don't really lend themselves to, like, high-quality things. Like, you know, I think that, like, the bed for the 80s girl is made out of, like, metal. So it's, like, okay, like, where's the quality there? But, like, whereas, like, Josefina's bed is made out of, like, gorgeous hand-carved wood, like, (laughs) yeah, yeah, like, quality is gonna stand out. So I think that, like, what as they've, like, number 1 put more of an emphasis on like the girl of today or like i think they call it like just like me now um the i think that that kind of like i don't know just doesn't lend itself to like the historical authenticity um yeah. that that like some of the older things have but i will say like when i look at like Rebecca, I think, is one of the historic dolls that we saw mm-hmm. there. Like she has like some uh, a little slightly after Samantha's era, but like some Samantha adjacent accessories um, that I feel like were still pretty high quality. So That's I think it just, it just kind of depends, but it doesn't quite have like the sparkle, I think, that it had when right. we were all growing up.
1: I think I was just really off put by the, like the girl size clothing there. Like it just, it just didn't feel very luxe. Um, now Billy, you had a girl of today as well, right? Can you tell us a little bit more about her when you obtained her, how she fit in with Samantha, all the details. So that's a good question. I really can't remember when
2: I got her. Um, I'm guessing it had to have been for Christmas, maybe one year, maybe when I was 10 or 11. Mm -hmm. Um, But I, I named her Mackenzie, which was like super funny because my brother ended up naming his daughter Mackenzie. So now I'm like, do I, do I feel obligated to give her this doll one day? Maybe, I don't know.
1: Um, <laughs> did he, did he remember your Mackenzie or like interact no, with her? <laughs> no,
2: I, d- I doubt it. But um, yeah, it's, it, it was just like a weird coincidence. I was like, I guess I, I liked that name also. Yeah. Did you point. ever,
1: did you ever tell him <laughs> that like after he had his baby? Yeah. No, I was, I
2: was like, you realize that was one of my American girl dolls. It was like, <laughs> I, I would not remember that. It was always about Samantha though. So I feel yeah. like Mackenzie was sadly a uh, secondary to her, but um, <laughs> so I ended up getting her and I didn't really go for like the one that looked like me. I'm a brunette um, and I have green eyes. So I ended up getting a redhead with green eyes because Samantha Mm. already had the brown hair. So I did like a weird little hybrid moment when I, when I got my American girl today.
1: Interesting. I also didn't
0: have an American girl of today that looked like me. It was almost like I, like, I think was more attracted to like the customization than I was about like wanting to have one that looked exactly like me. Like when the possibilities are, endless or at least like you have like (laughs) 20 like grid options that they show on that one page the catalog you're you're kind of like oh I could get one that looks like me or I could get like whatever I want so I I don't blame you for that
2: yeah I feel (laughs) like now I would pick something like completely different like I would pick like a completely like ethnically different doll just to like have something different in my collection but
1: yeah fair enough did you have any of the outfits or accessories for girl of today
2: I did so Mackenzie
1: yeah so (laughs) when I went
2: through my collection the weirdest part was I have a lot of the like sporting outfits which as a child Mm -hmm. I I'm not athletic at all like I played you know like tennis here and there um like I played soccer for like two months. When yeah, I was like six. Like, so <laughs> it was kind of interesting to me going through my collection and seeing like I had cheerleader. Um, I had like a ski outfit that had like a cast to put on the doll's leg and it came with crutches. Like she <laughs> oh broke goodness. her foot when she was skiing. Um, <laughs> I had all these different sports outfits, like gymnastics, all of these things. So that was pretty interesting. Yeah that I was attracted to that as a child. Um, but yeah, I had, and I know you guys talked about in your last episode about the red pajamas. I had those two for the doll with the little bear. Um, and I'm pretty sure I had the red pajamas for me. I, those I don't still have,
1: but I do still have them for the doll. I remember, I remember that pajama dress or it was I guess a nightgown it was mm-hmm. so comfortable like it, had it was like
2: it was like very thick. Side.
1: it was yeah. so thick like it was warm and cozy I wish I still had it yeah I Um, do too I remember
2: like wearing that down here though probably at like Christmas time and I was probably like sweating my ass off because (laughs) South Florida yeah I mean it looked really
0: it looked really thick yeah Yeah,
1: it was definitely (laughs)
2: it's like the
0: equivalent of wearing like a North Face jacket to bed I I feel right
1: like like, straight
2: up but I'm sure I was like I'm gonna wear it anyway (laughs) right
1: oh my god seriously and going back a bit we just talked about Mackenzie's wardrobe but kind of skipped over Samantha's um what did you have for Sam did people Sam? call her Sam not really maybe Uncle Guard did oh yeah. he most certainly did yeah. <laughs> yeah. <See her. laughs> it felt, it felt a little weird saying it myself
0: a <laughs> <laughs> little overly a little overly familiar Lindsay
1: like she doesn't really right. like that <laughs> it's like when people call Elizabeth Taylor Liz Like Mm -hmm. it felt like that same kind of awkwardness. All right, Samantha, (laughs) let's get into her wardrobe.
2: (laughs) Yeah. So another thing that was interesting, revisiting the the catalogs you guys sent over, I definitely in my head thought I had like every single Samantha item. Yeah. Um, I do not. I have a lot, but I don't have everything. (laughs) So um, definitely have her birthday outfit, Christmas, the taffeta dress is just Uh like. Like, I wish I had that for my daughter in her size. Um, I had the winter outfit. Um the nightgown with the little kimono and the little booties, wow. but I was, I was missing the school outfit. And I was also missing those two like play outfits. They show with the bedroom set. I was like, mm, yeah, I need to get on eBay and find these. now.
0: <laughs> yeah. Those, those ones I feel like are always like sort of just like off to the side, like the ones that they put in the bedroom vignette. But like when mm-hmm. Lindsay and I went through catalogs like very like detailed we were like for some of them these are like great outfits that deserve a place of prominence and I think right Samantha one of them is like her little chore outfit yeah and and the other one's like a party dress I think um and that party dress is like definitely one that I think deserved a little bit more recognition
1: totally well that is quite the collection Billy oh my goodness Oh, and the sailor outfit. I do have that uh, the little whistle, which that also one's has amazing. held up. Uh, <laughs> adorable. <laughs> oh that my gosh. Incredible. Do you still have all of Samantha's clothing and accessories? Like, yeah, dude, like I kept wow.
2: everything. So I, and I'm like, definitely not a super sentimental person. Like I don't like to have a lot of stuff, but that was yeah. the one, that was like the one thing from my childhood. I made sure my parents kept. And when my parents sold the house I grew up in and like moved to the beach, they were like, you mm-hmm. need to come to get your dolls. So like <laughs> my husband and I yeah. had them for years, like in our little apartment in these like tubs oh my <laughs> goodness! so much space. Yes. So it's nice that, um, it's nice now that they have, they have a home
1: in our house yeah. and that,
2: um, and also that I have a daughter that I can pass them on uh, to.
1: Oh my goodness. Absolutely. <laughs>
2: yeah. We'll get into 100%. that in a bit.
1: <laughs> um, how did Samantha and Mackenzie interact with each other?
2: You know, I feel like I always probably like pretended they were sisters. I very badly wanted a sister when I was little. Um, hmm. I'm the oldest and I have a younger brother. So I think they were kind of like, you know, I was playing out like my sister fantasies through, yeah. through my American girl dolls. Uh, relatable so yeah. relatable <laughs> we
0: we we both have <laughs> brothers younger brothers too and I feel like yeah I was always like either pretending that my dolls were my sisters and like on very rare or like that they were sisters um and on a very rare occasion that they were my daughters but usually like they were like peers with each other in a story but like were you ever like were you mixing um, your girl of today with like Samantha's outfits or did like Samantha stay in her historical outfits and Mackenzie stay in her modern outfits?
2: So I think I definitely mixed them because even when I unpack the dolls, Mackenzie was wearing Samantha's Christmas outfit. So, Ooh. I mean, she's probably been wearing that for like 20 <laughs> 20- five plus years I don't even <laughs> know like at this point um, oh my god it is kind of funny because my best friend she had three dolls and she was the only one of my friends who was like also into American girls so she had Josefina Samantha and then I can't remember what the third doll was maybe it was a girl of today but we used to yeah. like you know like share the outfits and like we'd also pretend they were teenagers <laughs> <laughs> we were playing teenagers with them, which is like so ridiculous looking back on, but that was kind of our, that was kind of our thing.
0: Oh my God. <laughs> Kids are so funny. Like I wish that I could just like tap back into like my frame of mind when I was playing with my American girl doll, because every once in yeah. a while I have like a recovered memory like that. And I was like, oh, that's so creative. Like mm-hmm. how did I come up with this stuff?
2: Yeah. You would have like these elaborate storylines with your dolls. It's like, I I couldn't even have the energy for that now. <laughs> Sadly. <laughs> oh my gosh, Fair well, we
0: enough. we touched on <laughs> we touched on the ca- the catalog very briefly but you know, it played a formative role in you getting your first American girl doll, but what was your experience like with the catalog overall? Was this something that you were, you know, circling everything that you wanted in it? Did you browse it with your friend that also had dolls? What was your experience like with the catalog?
2: Yeah, I think we definitely were probably always comparing notes on what we wanted, um, Mm -hmm. for sure. Um, but yeah, you know, my parents were, um, it's kind of interesting because it's not like I was spoiled as a child, but like they really did indulge me in American Girl for whatever reason. I don't know if they saw like the educational aspect to it. Um, So the years that I was really into it, they, they did kind of like, you know, they take the catalog and say, okay, this is what we're going to get you for, you know, Christmas, birthday, Easter, um, whatever. So I definitely every time the catalog came in, it was like just honing in on it and all the new stuff.
1: Yeah. What were the, the items that you were most at your finest at its finest? <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> what were the things that you were most drawn to? Um
2: definitely just the doll clothes. I did have some of the furniture, but I loved just the different outfits. Um and you know, when I was kind of playing out these scenarios, like I was constantly changing their outfits. Um, Yeah, which is kind of funny, but yeah,
0: that's that's like the main way to play with them. I feel like, Uh, you know, aside from like sitting them on their furniture and whatever, is like really the outfit changes, like, took up most of my time when I I I was playing with
2: them. There's tights involved, it can get right um, time consuming, but (laughs) um, really.
1: Did either of you ever look to purchase doll clothes from other historic dolls or did you stick within like your respective character?
2: I did not, but this just brought up a memory also. So my mom like sometimes would go to, I don't even know where she went, but she'd get like doll clothes made for my dolls.
1: Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So
2: that was kind of interesting because I've got some yeah. like brand American girl stuff in the collection, but also some like interesting stuff. Like she had my school uniform recreated wow. Cute. A Little plaid jumper with the saddle shoes. So oh. that oh was kind goodness. of like, I was, you know, finding like random things, but that's cool, but I definitely always wanted some like Felicity dresses in my collection and I never, I didn't go there.
1: Yeah. Didn't. Like. I, as much as I loved Samantha's clothing, I had Felicity and I never thought to ask for another doll's outfits or accessories. Like I only stuck to Felicity. Yeah.
0: It just what felt like you, 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 you couldn't do that. Like, <laughs> I, f- I feel like, I don't know. Like, I feel like there was nothing wrong with like putting an American girl of today in historic clothing. Cause like I did that yeah. when I, when I was playing with mine, but cause they're like a blank canvas. So, you know, you can do whatever. But I feel like with the historic dolls specifically, I wouldn't, I don't know, I, there was like a boundary for me and I was not going to like sacrilegiously put Samantha in Felicity clothing or Samantha in Josefina clothing. I don't think. I'd have to like look back and see if I can find Pictures, but I believe in the pictures that I was able to find, Josefina was in her like meat outfit, and Samantha was in her birthday dress. But Mm -hmm. never the two shall cross. (laughs) Um, That was my experience, but I'm sure other people were like less anal about it than I
2: was. Yeah, I feel like I've never seen pictures of like the dolls in the
1: other historic. You know, like I can't even visualize it. It looks very striking when, when you see it, like I, we had a guest on who I think in, on our Instagram, um, there's a picture of like a slight change up of outfits, um, from Airly, I believe. And it's very prominent that the doll is in the incorrect dress. Um, <laughs> <That's good. laughs> but Billy, was there anything that you really wanted, but didn't get? Um, definitely Samantha's trunk. I'm still, Ooh. um,
2: still wanting that. I'm sure it's out there for a gazillion dollars and one day I will break (laughs) down and buy it. But, um, yeah, that's my one, my one big regret. And I did, I always wanted more historic dolls. Um, so I did indulge myself when they came out with the 35th anniversary collection last year. And I ended up purchasing Kirsten. Um, amazing. Yeah. She's still in the box. I haven't taken her out, but I was like, okay, let me get one more because who knows when they'll be available again. And, And I ended up getting Kirsten just because my daughter is blonde with blue eyes. So I was like, okay, this is kind of going to be like her (laughs) doll, but my doll. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well,
0: I was going to say like, what did anything else besides like the similarities between Kirsten's features and your daughter's features draw you to her? Or was it mostly just that
2: you wanted to start out with a doll that maybe looked like her? You know, it's kind of funny because when I was looking, was looking at them online and I have to give a shout out to my boss slash mentor slash friend Danielle, because Mm -hmm. she's really gotten me into American girl again. She has a nine-year-old daughter. So they're super, super into it. So the Mm -hmm. day they dropped those dolls, she, she was on there like ordering, like, several of them. Yeah. Um,
1: amazing. Uh, and
2: we were looking at them and I was like, I, I was kind of into Kirsten because of her like cottage core kind of vibe. I was like, yeah. okay, this is like, I'm into this outfit she's wearing. So right. Funny because as a kid, I always thought Felicity would be my second choice, but, um, yeah, I ended up just being kind of drawn to Kirsten this time.
0: I love that. I think that like Lindsay and I have discussed this a little bit, but it's like, you know, the doll that you were drawn to as a kid is not necessarily the draw, the doll that adult you ends up being mm-hmm. drawn to, but I really think we messed up Lindsay by not hopping on that, uh, 35th anniversary <laughs> train. It went really. Yeah. I was like poking around on the website, maybe like two weeks after and I, and everything was gone. And I was like, no, right? I really like, I should have just bought a 35th anniversary Josefina. Cause I think that's who I'm drawn to more as an adult. And I had her as a kid too, but I mean, listeners of this podcast will know that I absolutely destroyed her hair. So <laughs> it might be good to start fresh, but yeah, I really wish that I had given that some thought and maybe bought one because I feel like, Lindsay, Mm -hmm. I feel like you and I maybe would have gone a different route this time around.
1: Definitely. I absolutely would have gotten Samantha if I could. (laughs) (laughs) Regrets.
2: They'll be back. They'll be back again. (laughs) I hope so.
0: I hope so. And we, you know, we've seen that they still have Samantha, I think, as part of the collection, but she's not the same as the original. Right, the
2: reboot, Yeah.
0: Yeah, like yes. she's she's appealing more to like a modern audience and I, I just really want that like authentic like Victorian era uh Samantha, not like the Samantha in like a bright pink dress, personally.
1: Right. Yeah. We are we are not too pleased with the rebooted outfits, especially Felicity's. That kills me. Like you don't mess with perfection. Like her beautiful floral colonial dress is so gorgeous. They did not yeah. have to change it.
0: Yeah. Her new outfit just looks like cheap almost. Like it's too right. fancy for her day to day. Right. Um, like but- if it
1: would, and like the colors just seem a little, I mean, far be it from me, I am not a historian. I wouldn't even claim to know anything about this, but the colors seem a little too bright for my, for my liking with Felicity, Mm -hmm. that bright yellow and aqua together. Oh yeah. I feel like a lot of the,
2: the rebooted or whatever they're calling the dolls. It's kind of like a departure from those original palettes they had. Yeah. Right. Right? Like they were so sophisticated. See Why they went that direction. Yeah, really? I don't I don't
0: know. I don't know. I feel like I feel like they they almost like with the Mattel changeover from Pleasant Company like did a little bit of like a rebranding overall, but um, you know, thrilled that they released the 35th anniversary dolls cuz when Lindsay and I went to the store, we got to see them in real life and it was almost like tear-jerking <laughs> getting to see them <laughs> all lined up like that in their original forms cuz like we couldn't remember when the last time we had seen some of these were probably like 20 plus years ago. Um, so I'm glad that they, that they have it, but I think, you know, if I were to to make a purchase, I might have to go like the eBay route or something so I can like get yeah. that authentic one, but um, I'm jealous of your daughter. Cause she's going to have a super authentic Kirsten um, really? to start her off, which is really exciting. <laughs>
1: Truly. Yeah. When I,
2: when it arrived, I, I took, I unpacked it and she wanted to play with it right away. I was like, not yet. No. <laughs> <laughs> Don't touch the braids." <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, it's really, ha- really
1: hard not to, but I know. <laughs> Seriously. <gonna happen> <laughs> at least you'll be able to pass down that wisdom. Like, I feel like the first generation of us American girls didn't have that knowledge from our mothers to not fuck with the hair as much as we all mm-hmm. know from the hard lessons of the entanglements that ensued. So, so at least you'll so be able true. to instill that in her. <laughs> right. Like I'll
0: be able to show my future daughter pictures of what Josefina looked like after I took the braid out. And I think that will be a lesson enough and what not to do. with
1: the hair. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, so Billy, you also have happy- the girl size historic clothing. Would you be able to tell us a little bit more about that and what pieces you owned? I did. So I'm pretty sure I had, maybe it was
2: like the Samantha birthday dress at one point. Um, I don't still have that. I really wish I did. I'm like, Kind of upset that I missed out on the nap dress that was like that same pink and white stripe. Same, I was a look for that everywhere. Seriously, I'm in like the nap dress buy sell trade group, and I like look at it like once a week to see if. Oh my god. There.
1: Right. Um, oh, I haven't gone that far, but I'm always like on Poshmark <laughs> and eBay trying to track that down. It was so good. It's so
2: good. It was perfect. But um sadly I don't have that anymore, but I do have Samantha's nightgown still in a size, I think it's like a it's a size eight. Uh, so it would would not fit me now because I'm also five nine. So <laughs> <laughs> be like at my knees, but um, I do still have it. It's in pretty good condition too. So um, I was really excited to come across that piece and, and see it. And and unlike the uh, red nightgown also, it's very, it's very lightweight. That nightgown is so, it's just pure elegance. It is. Mm. It's so pretty. (laughs) One of the best
0: ones for sure. Mm -hmm. And the way that they like I don't know if you guys remember that like page in the catalog with all the different nightgowns you could get at the time, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but there was just something like so appealing at like seeing all those beautiful like white cotton or linen nightgowns like that right. you, could, you could pick from. And I mean, obviously, like Samantha's is the most superior, but there were some like good contenders too. Like, I think Addie had a really nice mm-hmm, nightgown, mm-hmm. I think Felicity's yeah. was decent too. So they should just make the nightgowns available again, honestly. It, it honestly.
1: Yeah. Seriously, they should really just partner with Hill House at this point. Like, yeah. I mean, I think with the trifecta for us girls. No. I, they
2: really should, but it's kind <laughs> of interesting because I saw, do you guys follow um Nellie Diamond, the CEO mm-hmm. of Hill House? Yeah. She had written in like, you know, when people do like the ask me anything, um, Somebody had wrote, written in to see if she was into American Girl. And apparently she wasn't because she grew up in London.
1: No. So she like missed the whole
2: thing. I'm like, no. Oh,
1: that's <laughs> oh my so God. sad.
0: <laughs> that would be the perfect collaboration. And I would buy. Right? So I would spend so
1: much money. So like, would
2: I, I would need oh to the honestly. Collection.
1: They're like halfway there. They're like know. scratching that itch of the AG nightgowns but they could go like full American girl for us.
0: I feel like the nap dress like pattern and color drops are almost going the way of like a LuLaRoe legging situation where it's like, I need to (laughs) acquire all these different limited edition patterns and colors. (laughs) And I feel like, honestly, like American girl is such a natural collaboration. They already do like kid and adult matching ones. So they could mm-hmm. easily like integrate a doll size one to like they did for the Love Shack Fancy collaboration. Um right. I just, I just feel like it's a really natural fit. So like your move Hill House, honestly.
2: They need to. <laughs> they really need to. And even with the when they did the Love Shack Fancy collaboration, which I don't know if you guys want me to talk about that because I went to the launch. Don't yes, know. please do. Please. Um, but they didn't like really have that much for women. They had like one skirt and one dress. The dress was four hundred and fifty dollars for like mm. cotton. I was like, that's two and a half nap dresses. So no thank you. <laughs> right. Um, and the the skirt was like this big. It was very much like a you know Gen Z type style. So right, mm-hmm. they missed the mark on the women's pieces. The girl stuff was adorable though.
1: Yeah, Yeah, I agree. There was nothing that really appealed to me enough to purchase it, and it didn't feel like extra special ag either. Mm -hmm. Um, Though I did, I did really like the girl size and the doll size. Like I thought that was really cute. Um, But nothing appealed to me as an adult woman in that collection. And I, Laura knows, I love love Shack. That's like ninety percent of my wardrobe. (laughs) It's true. They're so cute. It's right.
0: true. I'm really surprised about the, like, lack of adult options because it's, like, who do they think is purchasing? Who do you right. think is, is calling for the collaboration? Like, it's not little it's not little <laughs> girls. Like, they don't know what, right? love, what Love Shack Fancy is. Like, I'm sure they're thrilled to, like, you know, get a pretty dress, but, like, it's the adults that are going to, like, drop the money on it. So I right. think they should have, like, doubled down on that, but maybe they'll do, like, another Collaboration with more really? adult stuff,
1: right? What was the event like? So I had actually gone um,
2: the day the collection came out with my friend Danielle. So we got there before they opened, and there were a couple other people in line waiting for the drop. So and we went to the store that's in Palm Beach. So they we shop the we shopped the collection. They had everything in store. And then they invited us to come back the next day because they were doing like a little like pop-up event. So we were like, okay, let's take the girls. Mm
1: -hmm. Um,
2: It was really cute though. They had like kind of tea party style, like set up outside the store. They had like pink lemonade and they had like little crafts for the girls. Like they could, you know, like the heart-shaped sunglasses. They could put like pearl embellishments on them. Cute. Um, Yeah, like really cute stuff. They had beads so they could make necklaces and bracelets. And then they had like a- huge like American girl box, like the doll box that said American Girl Love Shack Fancy is like their little um photo op moment. So it was, it was super, super cute. You know, I like took my daughter out of school and like she's uh, always like a mess at school and like changed her into her dress with her her <laughs> bitty baby. I was like, we're going.
1: But um it
2: was, <laughs> it was really cute. We really enjoyed it. Oh that that my gosh, So
1: sweet. And how old is your daughter? She's three. Oh, my goodness. So like just at that age where you could give her like the slightest taste of American Girl.
0: Speaking of American Girl and American Girl adjacent events, Billy, you hinted at the fact that you were an attendee of some American Girl events growing up. Can you tell us what that was
2: like? Yes. Yeah, so this, I thought was like one of those buried memories. Like, did I dream it or um, <laughs> did I actually go to this? But I did actually go to it. I confirmed with multiple people. Um, but when I was younger, they used to, I think I want maybe twice, two different years. There would be at, I think it was at like a Methodist church um, downtown in Fort Lauderdale. They would do an American Girl Tea for like moms and daughters. Um, and from the research I've done, this was an American girl sponsored event. Um, so you could like dress up, bring your doll. Um, and they did raffles and things like that. And one year I actually won one of the raffles, which Ah. was super exciting. Um, what did you win? So I won the American girl travel set, which was like it's kind of crazy now because I'm like, you could never actually like go on an airplane with this, but um, it was like a big wicker basket that you would like stick your doll in. And it came with a garment bag for their clothes. And then like a little like drawstring pouch that you could put their accessories in.
0: Oh my goodness. I think I've seen this on like, Mm -hmm. you know, like the inner pages of like the middle of the magazine.
2: Yes. Like a little cardboard, like Pull-out thing. Yes. That's exactly where it was. So I I did win that one year and I was like over the moon, even though that probably wasn't something I even really like wanted, but it was just like the thrill of, you know, oh yeah. My name. Oh my god.
0: Seriously. (laughs) Winning a raffle is like, I don't know if you guys (laughs) felt like this, but for some reason, raffles were everywhere when I was a kid, and my like one <laughs> aspiration in life was to like win a raffle at all times. And <laughs> when I didn't win a raffle, like I, I think I won like maybe once, but like every time you didn't win, it was like a like very specific slight against you. Like it right. was like, ugh, like I can't believe it. And it's like, well, actually, <laughs> statistically, you're very unlikely <laughs> to win it. But it was like the peak goal of like my childhood was us to be the winner of a raffle and to like get to have like your number called up and like go on stage right. or what yeah. a rush
1: especially <laughs> to win a prize like this that's incredible do you remember if the tea party was themed to any specific doll like we've heard from past guests about samantha tea parties or was it just like a generic american girl I think, it was
2: gen- I think it was generic and i think from what I can gather that they, the proceeds from the ticket sales or the raffle, they went to charities like within the area. So I guess this was yeah. some sort of philanthropic effort through American girl, which was pretty cool.
1: That's amazing.
2: It was obviously like pre retail stores for the brand. So that was kind of, you know, the one and only experience I had for my childhood, right. because by the time I visited one of the stores, I was in my twenties already.
1: Mm. Right. It's really interesting to hear about these kind of local events. Um, we spoke with a past guest about an American Girl fashion show that she was a part of, which was also put on by American Girl. And that was a really fun episode. If everyone wants to go back and listen to it, it is with Lucy and Amalia, two sisters that we interviewed Super fun, but it's interesting to see kind of the different marketing initiatives that American girl had and kind of also on the same note, like the offshoots, like the unbranded events that towns or local libraries were also, uh, executing. It's really, it's really fascinating. So you won this travel set. Did you ever put this to use? Were you ever able to travel with Samantha or Mackenzie? So I did travel with Samantha. So, um, fun fact
2: about me, my middle name is Anne after Anne of Green Gables, because that's my mom's favorite book. Um, Love that. Yes. So Anne with an E, of course. So, (laughs) So when I was, um, old enough to finally read the book, which that was like the one case where I definitely saw the movie before I read uh, the book um, yes. which the movie so iconic but so iconic it's the best um <laughs> but I, when I finally read the book my mom was like okay like I'm gonna take you to Prince Edward Island we're gonna go on a girls trip so wow
1: yeah so
2: it was um it was amazing I think I must have been like eight or nine it was probably shortly it was it might have been the summer after I got Samantha um, and it was kind of like a journey for us to get there too, since we had to fly like to the Northeast. And then, um, we flew, I think from like New York into Maine and took a very like small plane from Maine into Canada. Um, and Samantha had her own seat on the plane. So I was like (laughs) way too excited. Like she was my little travel companion and her little cape. Um, but yeah, it was, it was really fun. And I, I do have a couple of pictures from that trip. So, um, yeah, I got an Anne of green Gables doll on that trip as well. So she and Samantha became travel companions. Oh
1: my <laughs> oh, goodness.
0: My goodness. I feel like Anne of Green Gables is so adjacent to American Girl that it almost seems like a crime that there's not like an Anne of Green Gables American Girl doll crossover because the books, I mean, the Anne of Green Gables books are a little more extensive than the American Girl ones. I think they're at like a slightly higher reading level, but like the themes of the books and the idea that like you can sort of see history through the eyes of someone like you, you know, like a young girl of the same age, I think is like a really strong theme through both the Anne of Green Gables books and
1: the American Girl books as well. Mm -hmm. Definitely. So true. Mm -hmm. Do you remember anything specifically from this trip? Like I'm so... I'm so curious. I don't think I've ever spoken to anyone who's been to Prince Edward Island before. What was it like?
2: Well, there's not a lot there, but um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> we
2: stayed at this amazing hotel, which I think when they shot the like TV series that I don't know if it was called Avon Avonlea or something that was based yeah. on. Yeah, we stayed at the hotel that they used in that series. Oh. Um, that. which was a really, really beautiful property. But I think one of the like coolest things from that trip, I actually like met this girl on the trip who I, I think she was from, I don't know, Michigan or something like that. And we were pen pals for like years, <gasps> years. And wow. I wish I could find her now. I'm like, I need to like put out like a misconnection on, I don't know, Craigslist or something for her. But yeah. Um, Yeah. She actually came down with her dad when he came to Florida on business once. And we went out to lunch. Oh, wow! yeah, it was Was really cool.
1: Was she there for a similar purpose, like an Anne of green Gables tour trip or was she just vacationing there?
2: You know what? I don't remember, but I, she was with her, both of her parents and they were, they were on vacation and I just like met her outside and played with her for a couple of days.
1: Wow! Oh my
2: God.
0: That I feel like is such a thing that I don't want to say like it wouldn't happen today, but I feel like, I don't know, there was something about when we were all growing up in like a certain era where you would just like make friends with people on vacation, which I feel like I don't really like hear about that happening as often now, but I love that you, you know, kept that relationship up for so many years. Like that's very, very impressive.
1: That's so special.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So it, it is kind of funny because I feel like there were no phones. So that's kind of like, yeah, why would see that not happening now? But Natalie, if you're out there, hit me up. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Don't remember her last name.
0: Maybe, maybe she listened, maybe she's listening to the podcast. We can only
1: hope. (laughs) Right. Was she also into American girl? I feel like she might have
2: been like I feel like that might have been a connection between us because I was like dragging yeah. my doll like everywhere with
1: me. <laughs> oh my we, gosh. We talked to a lot of girls, and I feel like there are so many common threads between us all. Like American Girlies also loved um historic fiction, also loved dress up, also loved um pen pals, mm-hmm. also loved, you know xyz like there are so many things that really bond us all together and I think that's really awesome and special that uh you stayed in touch with this this girl for so long after meeting her yeah
2: I feel like all of all of us American girls it was like we're kind of a group of old souls you know right (laughs) truly I love that.
1: Now, is that a trip that you are going to, um, take with your own daughter one day? Is that something that you're going to pass on?
2: Yes. I would, I would love to, at some point, I definitely want to go back.
1: What a beautiful, beautiful tradition that would be. My mom
0: is going to be so jealous listening to this because <laughs> she, she caught me really into Anne of Green Gables and she was so into it. And like, I remember seeing, I also saw the movie before I read the books and like that iconic Megan follows eighties, like yes. uh mini series. So she's been like dying to go to Prince Edward Island. So maybe this will inspire her to make the trip, but I'm gonna obviously insist that I come because right. I feel like you're <laughs> you're you're never too old to make the mother-daughter trip to Prince Edward
2: Island. Totally. That's really? like a perfect mother-daughter
1: trip. Uh, agreed. Have you seen Anne with an E on Netflix? you know what? I started it, but
2: I never, I don't think I ever finished it. So I'll have to revisit it.
1: Yeah. I watched it three times during the pandemic, like in a very short time span, it became like a comfort show. Like I need to watch it again. It was so beautifully shot. Did you finish it, Laura?
0: Oh yeah. So I was like, Lindsay was the one that like motivated me to watch it because she was like no you have to watch it and I was really nervous that <laughs> it was gonna like ruin things that I loved about like the original Anne of Green Gables like miniseries because that's like the only version I had seen and it was like perfect in my mind so mm-hmm. I didn't really like want to like mess around with any new um iterations and it definitely does like stray from the books in some capacities but overall it's really good like as a standalone um and the ways that it deviates from the books are not like bad necessarily they're just more probably like things that you you didn't think about explicitly um from the book so I definitely recommend it um I feel like a good um actress playing Marilla is essential to enjoying (laughs) Anne of Green Gables and I'm forgetting the actress's name off the top of my head but She's an excellent Marilla. and um, yeah, definitely recommend it will not ruin the original for you. They're They're both good standalone representations for sure. Okay,
2: good. I'm going to revisit it for sure. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Have to.
2: We, you know, briefly
0: touched on the fact that you are sort of imparting your American girl legacy, we'll say, onto your three-year-old daughter, Beatrix. How, what has that been like? And has she been enjoying it as much as you hoped she would? Yes.
2: So I like always wanted a daughter, like very badly my whole life. <laughs> um. So when I was pregnant, I like definitely convinced myself I was having a boy. Um, so (laughs) when I found out I was having a girl, I was like, Oh my God, this is going to be the best thing ever. Um, so I, so, and I was obviously very glad I saved all of my stuff for all those years and all those moves as well. So she ended up getting a bitty baby from my parents for Christmas, um, the Christmas right before she turned two her birthday's in January. So just a couple of weeks after Christmas. So I was definitely way more excited about it. I, I might've teared <laughs> up a little when she opened it and Biddy yeah. baby was like, I missed that whole thing. Um, because I felt like I, I think I was already too old by the time I was introduced to American girl, but that was something mm-hmm. definitely like, I always kind of like wanted in the catalogs as well. Yes. Um, Like I, I definitely wanted the Biddy twins. So I was excited Mm. to get to experience this with her. Um, yeah, so she has, she has her Biddy baby now. We've collected some outfits for it. She got a couple of the matching love shack, fancy looks. So, um, absolutely adorable. And she had like the matching Christmas pajamas last year and the Christmas dress. So I'm definitely looking for all those matching moments. Um, (laughs) she is she does like to play with the doll probably not as much as I suggest she should play with the doll but she definitely <laughs> like she's starting to gravitate toward it a little bit more but in the future like I'm definitely looking forward to kind of going through all the phases of American Girl with her I don't know if I'll ever really get into the Welly Wishers thing mm-hmm. I know that's kind of like the bridge between the Biddy Baby and the and the 18 inch dolls now um But I'm thinking maybe when she's like five or six, I would let her get her first 18 inch doll.
0: Oh, that's so exciting. Now we have to ask because we've gotten mixed reception on this question from our guests, but does her bitty baby have a name? Because apparently, including myself, not everybody names them
2: it, you know what? It does not. I, when she first got it, I was like, oh, let's name it this. Let's name it that. And my mom was like, no, let her name it um, what she <laughs> wants to name it. She, I don't know if my daughter has the concept of like giving things actual names yet. Like if it's yeah. a dinosaur, she just says dinosaur. So she, she just calls her baby. Yeah. Aww, that's really sweet. Yeah. It's cute, but she loves more than anything. She loves like She has like the little feeding accessory set. So it has like a little yogurt pouch and a bottle. So like that's that's (laughs) the kind of play she does with it right now. And she'll pretend to rock it. She's starting to to get into that imaginative imaginative play a little bit.
1: That is so adorable. Do you have any friends with um, daughters of a similar age who also were into American Girl that are starting to introduce their daughters to it?
2: you know what? I really don't. My best friend, her daughter is I think 18 months older than my daughter. She has Mm -hmm. a bitty baby too, but she's not, they're not as obsessed, I guess. But (laughs) besides that, just my, my, my boss, my friend, Danielle, um, since her daughter's nine, like I've really learned a lot from her about the Mm. sort of the new world of American girl and truly me and all of this stuff. She's really like got me up
1: to speed on like what's been going Mm -hmm. on. Oh yeah. It's, it's like a different world. So her daughter, does she have any like interest in like the historic dolls? Or I guess they've all been kind of retired, right? Like Not all of them, but I mean, there is like Rebecca and Julie, but like when I think of like the original six,
2: (laughs) yeah, no, so they have a pretty large collection. I should probably like refer her to you guys to get her on the
1: podcast. (laughs) She
2: has, I mean, her mom has her original Kirsten from like 1987 Mm -hmm. um, and an original Bitty Baby, and then they got a couple of the 35th anniversary edition, but she does have, she has Rebecca. She has Courtney um, mm-hmm. and then she has some of the, the truly me. So it's kind of like, it's funny to, cause her name's Bella. She's nine and she's like ages ahead of her time. Like one <laughs> of those kids, like she's just so smart, but she'll like yeah. tell me the whole story about every single doll. So it's, it's been kind of fun to like have that and like get to see it through a kid who's a little bit older's eyes, because I'm right. seeing like what, you know, my daughter is going to get into. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Oh my goodness. I would love nothing more than to talk to like a nine-year-old who was super into American girl. Like <laughs> you would think like she's it. like 15 the way she talks too,
2: but yeah, I'll, 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 <laughs> have, I'll ask them. I'll tell them because they wanted to listen to
1: this episode anyway. So. please, we will, have, <laughs> we will have Danielle and Bella on the podcast separately. I know
0: our first, our first mother daughter duo, but it does sound a little bit like it's very heartening to hear that because it does sound like even though they've changed some things about the historic dolls and like their overall like priorities in general, it does sound like the experience like of being like an eight or nine year old and, you know, playing with the dolls is very similar to how it was when we were kids. Like I think the essence of that experience is still there, especially when you describe Bella as being like, very like serious and like ahead of her, her years, (laughs) like sounds a lot like anybody I knew that was into American Girls. So I'm glad that's still the case.
2: Yeah. And it's interesting because she's reading all of the historical books now um, Mm -hmm. because I had lent them a couple that I had, but she's kind of like, she's still really into those stories, which I think is so cool.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's That's so so interesting. Billy, this was so fun. We loved chatting with you and to wrap up each episode, we ask all of our guests, what lasting impression did American girl leave on you? And we would absolutely love to hear your take on this.
2: So I think for me, American girl was kind of like, I feel like for a lot of us, um, sort of our early introduction to feminism, I feel mm. like it's kind of, you know, like the books and the stories taught us, like we can kind of do anything, be anything we want to be. So I think that, you know, I think it's surprising to people who don't know about the dolls, just like how impactful they have been on people. And I know they've been impactful on my life. Like they, I feel like they've made me a more inclusive person. Um mm-hmm you know, they've introduced me to different stories and different views that I wouldn't have normally had. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I do think it's going to be something I, I don't want to say follow, but I do think like, you know, hopefully with my daughter and then maybe if I have granddaughters or grandsons who are into it one day, um, that we can kind of carry on the legacy and enjoy it together.
1: Definitely. That was really beautifully said. And I really like that kind of takeaway from American girl, because it's true. It's like our very first lessons of feminism and, you know, what it means to be an independent woman. And, you know, I think all of the girls had their challenges, especially in these historic settings where, you know, women didn't have the same opportunities as men did, but they were all kind of fighting for, you know, a more equal life For themselves in their own ways, you know, whether it was more, um, outright like Samantha and the women's right to vote, or it truly is one of those first lessons that girls could do just as much as boys can. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. And I think there's also, you know, something to be said for the fact that even though we've talked a little bit about the changes that, the experience of having an American girl doll has undergone over the years I think you know there's something to be said about the fact that like the themes and the messages have remained mostly the same at the core for 35 plus years now um and that really just shows like how evergreen the storytelling really is and how important the messages are regardless of you know what year you were born in what era you grew up in um which I think cannot be said about many other you know kids toys or kids interests um at least like in my experience so I think it's very special in that way too definitely All right. Well, we have to end on a fun note, of course. So we have a couple of games for you, Billy.
2: All right. I'm ready.
0: Billy, you gave us a few of your favorite celebrities. Um, So I'm going to pick two of them and uh, hopefully you have an idea of what doll you think each of these celebrities would have and why. So, The first one I'm going to go with is also one of my faves, and I know it's one of Lindsay's faves too Um, Kirsten Dunst. Who would Kirsten Dunst have?
2: You know, it's kind of funny because when I sent you the list of celebrities, I'm like, oh my God, like almost everyone I picked has the same names as the dolls. It's so weird.
1: It's Um, so true. (laughs)
2: Right. But I feel like Kirsten is a Kirsten. Like, I just feel like, you know, she's like a little bit quirky. Um, Everybody likes her. Like, I feel like, I feel like she's a Kirsten. I could see her playing Kirsten in like a movie. A hundred percent. should. Oh totally. my goodness.
0: Totally. I agree with you. I feel like there's something so Kirsten-y about <laughs> Kirsten Dunst. <laughs> um, and it's not just, you know, the fact that she's blonde and has blue eyes, but you're right. There's something very like, I don't know what the word would be to describe Likeable. it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like right.
0: in some innocence, some quirkiness, like that just, I think lines up with Kirsten's vibe really well. So right. if, if Hollywood is listening, please cast Kirsten Dunst in the Kirsten biopic. <laughs> <laughs> right. And I don't
1: think, I don't think Kirsten has a movie yet. Right. Like Samantha, Molly, Felicity, Kit. They all have their features, but no, no Kirsten movie yet. I know there should be,
0: and there, <laughs> there could be, there could uh, be. <laughs> okay. And my second one that I'm going to pick, and I'm excited to see her on here because I'm familiar with her, but maybe you could also tell our listeners just in case they're not, um, Molly Ye. Who do you think that she would have?
2: So Molly Ye is a blogger and she has a show on the food network. Um, she, I am sure she's probably into American girl. She just like gives me that vibe for sure. Um, but I also think she would be a Molly a hundred percent. She loves like primary (laughs) colors. She's like very quirky. Um, so when I was thinking about, it, I'm like, oh, Molly is is definitely a Molly. Like I could see her wearing some of those outfits, even like the argyle sweater. Like she has that kind of like fun, funky, like slightly preppy style. She's kind of like a I don't I don't
0: want to say like nerdy because like that's not quite what I mean. But she's kind of <laughs> she's kind of like a cool nerd, which I feel like quirky. is yeah, yeah it's like yeah. A, a, a Molly vibe, and like I think that she. You know, bring something a little bit different to the Food Network that than like what we've seen before. And I believe that Molly McIntyre also, you know, is a bit of a trailblazer in that way. Um, and agreed on like the bright, primary, fun colors. I think that that's a perfect match
2: for Molly's vibe. So I agree 100%. I feel like she'd be really into like the food of Molly's time also because she does a lot of like, you know, like she'll do her own version of something that was like ready made, but make it kind of fun. And, you know, yeah, she's definitely Molly.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like the, the Midwestern sort mm-hmm. of crossover, yeah. like she would like jazz up a casserole in some way. I, feel
1: <laughs> <like>. <laughs> wow. I am not familiar with her, but you have sold me into like falling in love with Molly. Ye. She sounds fantastic she's amazing. Recommend her cookbook as well. Ooh, <laughs> excellent. Well, Billy, this was so much fun. We absolutely loved chatting with you today, hearing all about your stories from your childhood, uh, sharing AG with your own daughter, and can't wait to hear more about that journey. But um, would love to kind of close this out and uh, thank you for joining us and please let everyone know where they could find you.
2: Sure. So I am on Instagram and I am at Billy Ann. So it's B I L L I E A N N E always Ann with an E and with an E. <laughs>
0: <laughs> thank you so much, Billy. Thank you guys.